Hi, and welcome to the Sailorville Church Podcast. My name is Abe Miller, along with Colton Willie. Hi, everybody. Hi, Colton. Hello. And Jason Jackson. Hey, folks. How are you? It's good to have you guys here. A lot of you guys know Jason, who's on staff here at Sailorville, but you might not recognize the name Colton Willie. So, Colton, tell us a little bit about yourself and how, how are you connected to Sailorville Church? Yeah, uh, I'm just... Uh currently just kind of a member here, but I've been going to Sailorville for probably about, give or take, nine years. Um, Just the church that I really got involved with when I first came. I'm a public school teacher in the area, so um, yeah, I got involved with the kids ministry here very early on when I became a member. Um, And then just, yeah, over time, this church has been like rocket fuel for me. Uh, The Lord's just really impacted my faith and really grown me as his follower through the ministry of Sailorville. And so, yeah, I've been an intern here uh, under Jason, actually. Yeah. I got yeah. to work with him for two <laughs> that years. That was so much fun. And that was awesome. Yeah. So that was, I, le- I learned a lot under Jason and from you guys. And um, I'm actually currently a seminary student, yeah, an online seminary student, so not even a full student. If <laughs> not you even say official. <laughs> not official, but... That still uh, counts. Yeah, it still you counts. You still have the papers and the works. reading. In the end, yeah. you know, I get the paper. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, um, I'm, I've been doing that. I'm trying to kind of get, like, just a theology degree. I don't have any kind of ministry degree. I have uh, a heart, uh, Lord willing, to go into vocational ministry someday, but just kind of waiting on the Lord's calling and leading. And, and yeah, so just got to... Uh, to preach on Sunday, yeah. which was a great honor and a great privilege yep. uh, on the topic of prayer. And yeah, stoked yeah. to be here and excited to chat with you guys for sure. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was your second time mm-hmm. preaching here uh, yep. on the Sunday morning, which it was great, great. And we're continuing in the Church at War mm-hmm. um, sermon series and Ephesians 6 the armor of God, going into battle, talking about prayer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just want to kind of talk about that, talk about what that looks like. And it, it's such a – it was a great message. It's a great reminder. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the points that we talked through, um, it's just it's such, an, it's such an encouragement. Quickly quickly run through the, the, the pray sure. um, acrostic there just to give everybody a heads up of where we're at. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, uh, when Pastor reached out to me to, like, to do this message, I really – I was – God really put on my heart to be practical, you know? So the acronym that I came up with, uh, and the Lord totally gave it to me. I'm pretty sure I came up with like in the middle of the night, like I woke up in the night and like, oh wow, Lord, that's really good. Um, prayer that battles is proactive. So there's the P. We should pray before we go into things that are difficult in our life, cause us to sin and doubt. Prayer that battles is reactive. So it's not just something that we do in the morning, but we're doing this throughout the day. Uh, prayer that battles is advocating. So I shouldn't just be praying for myself and my own problems, although I definitely can pray for that, but I should be praying for other people um, and and for their hurts and their burdens. And it, But honestly, I and I, I think I said this when I was speaking, like the, for me, the, the biggest one, I think they're all important, but is yielding. Prayer that battles is yielding, um, meaning that Ultimately, prayer is something where I'm I'm giving things up to God. I'm giving up my cares and my worries and my burdens to the Lord. Mm. Yeah. Really good. I'll, I'll, I'm going to share one thing that stuck out to me, and then Jason, I'd love to hear what what was a challenge to you from the message too. But one of the things was in that yielding section, and um, you said something about, I've got things to get done. Mm-hmm. I've got to hustle. I can do it. I can figure it out, which is it's essentially my job, mm-hmm. you know, get stuff done, check yeah. it off. And yeah. I was, last week I went on a prayer walk mm-hmm. and was just walking around the gymnasium, just walking and praying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a really good time. But That's even in awesome. the middle of that, I'm thinking, 
I have stuff to get done. Mm-hmm. I, I have got to hurry up, like mm-hmm. walk faster, you know? <laughs> I mean, get this thing done because mm-hmm. nobody cares that I'm walking around in a gymnasium praying mm-hmm. for the church and for that. You know what I mean? Like, That's so right. even in my yeah. own heart, I was struggling with that and mm-hmm. just wondering, but yet at the same time, like, this is a great mm-hmm. use of time. That's right. <laughs> to be praying. That's right. And, you know, going before the Lord on things and for the church and for for God's people and stuff. So that was really challenging to me. As, as you said that, I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. that... I totally get sucked into that. <laughs> Me too, brother. What about you, Jason? <laughs> yeah, I was struck by that too. I, I think it's it's that old book title, Too Busy Not to Pray, right? We mm. we think the busier that we are, the less time we have to pray. And the truth is, the, maybe in our words, the busier that we are, the more we should be praying. Mm-hmm. There certainly yeah. seems to be more to pray about. Yeah. Um, it, it's an indicator of our reliance on the Lord, which mm-hmm. is the yielding prayer. Uh, but I was really, it, it made me laugh because um, you were talking about there isn't any prayer that's too small to pray. You know, mm-hmm. we sometimes think God only really wants us to pray those big prayers. And what's big to God, you know, and what's small to God? And and from our perspective, there's some things that maybe, God, you're, you're too busy to hear my prayer mm-hmm. on this tiny little thing. And when we were at a previous church in youth ministry, I remember uh, we used to always get these t-shirts made for our youth group every single, like, you know, event or year or theme or, you know, retreat or whatever it was. And I always had this moment of like really nervousness before I opened the box of t-shirts. Like, <laughs> are these things, are they going to be okay? Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I remember, I I can remember exactly where I was in the youth room opening up a box and just thinking the students are going to hate these t-shirts. And right there I prayed, Lord, help these t-shirts to be really awesome. <laughs> and that was one of those things. It seemed like it's such a little thing. Yeah. Um, but I and I don't do that very often, yeah. often enough, uh, like you mentioned, Colton. Um, but yeah, there are there isn't anything too small to pray about. Amen. You think about kids praying. I mean, what do they pray for? God listens to mm-hmm. that. But kids that are believers, it's just an amazing deal. God loves to hear from kids. Yeah. He loves to hear from the childlike faith. I that, love that's I love that you brought that up, Jason. I I almost put an illustration of a childlike prayer in mm-hmm. the message. Um, as I mentioned, like when I first came to Silver, like I did kids ministry and I'm one of my favorite times, as you're saying, is like the kids when, you know, Rachel's my wife, she did kids ministry for years. And whenever you go up there and you serve, I love it when the littles pray because they're like, God, thank you for this time. Thank you for candy. And it's yeah. like, you know, and again, as an adult, <laughs> yep, like you, yep. you, you laugh mm-hmm. and like, Oh, wow, that's yep. so cute. But the idea is, is that that kid is so in the moment. You know, and I thought about talking. I didn't have time. I already went way over my time. When I spoke. <laughs> we we weren't going to bring that up. You know, I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus here. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, I'm glad that we can still have this conversation. Didn't boot me off. Get the shepherd's crook. Um, but I think for me, like the idea is, is that when you look at a little kid, like they're they they pray unceasingly. You know, because they're so aware. They're not constantly worried about the past or the future as us adults are. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's really part of that reactive prayer of being in the moment. What can I pray? What can I be thankful for in this moment? You know, that's hard. They're also so acutely aware of their need for Mm. everything, right? Kids can do nothing on their own. So they're constantly asking an adult or maybe praying that God would allow something or give them something or be Mm. there for something. And that's probably in line with what you're saying. We have this childlike faith that God really is drawn to, I think, Mm. loves. And the truth is we are so reliant on him mm-hmm. as well. We just don't often think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yep, it's really good. Let's let's kind of walk through the 
the prey acrostic and mm-hmm. the first one was the proactive and and you made a statement that said a day started without prayer is a day started without armor mm-hmm. and i i know our our men's my men's group that i'm a part of we talked about this on uh, this week, and that was one thing that stood out. But mm. talk. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like what? What's at the heart of that? When we we're all guilty of that, right? We walk out and just I got it. I've got it figured out. I'll. Um, but what? What's at the? What's at the heart of that? And and why do we have that mentality that says, Yeah, we're walking out into a battle, but I, mm-hmm. I'm okay. And how how do we kind yeah. of combat that and and realize what we're walking into? Yeah, I think it goes back to Jason's comment about the little kids. They're so aware. You know, Jesus said, like, unless you have the faith of a child, you know, you'll by no means see the kingdom of heaven. You know, and I think for me, like, the idea is the very air I'm breathing right now is a gift from God. You know, the everything, my talents, my my health, you know, um, the, the, the roof over our heads, like, that's a gift from God, you know. So I think um, it's it's, first of all, thinking just, my physical health, my physical needs are being met daily by God. But also, I mean, you think about what we're putting on as the armor of God, truth, righteousness, the gospel, you know, (laughs) we have no, we have no recollection of that without God first coming to us, right? Without the Holy Spirit first working in our hearts, right? So I think, and I, I really wanted to push home that fact that God really put that on my heart of like trying to get the idea of is like, what, you know, we think about everybody when we first came to faith in Christ, like that starts with us yielding in prayer, asking mm. God to save us, you mm. know, that, that prayer out in the darkness, you know? And I think when I look at my own life, like, cause I'm, I'm just like you, Abe, like, I'm like, I want to go do stuff. Like the, my best example I mentioned in the message was when I get in the word, like, I love reading the word. I love getting into it. And I, Rachel's like, we need to pray before we get in the word so the Holy spirit can illuminate it to us, you know? <laughs> and I, I, I'd rather just read the word, but the idea is like, I can't even understand the word unless God allows it, the Holy Spirit to illuminate it to me, mm. you know? And I think I, I don't understand truth unless God shows it to me. I have no righteousness apart from Christ, you know? So I think prayer, it, it goes back to the yielding part. Prayer is ultimately me just giving up all of my, my hustle, you know, and, and surrendering that to the Lord. That's <clears throat> what I would say. I have been watching with my little family, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. So Colton, I know you, I know oh, you appreciate that. He just lit up. Gotta be careful so going watched, down the rabbit trail with this one. We watched all like 18 hours of the extended oh, versions yes. over the last several months. That's amazing. The Hobbit three and then the Lord of the Rings three. And I, when you were preaching, I just, I couldn't get away from that image of, it happened several times throughout the series, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got Gandalf and then you've got Aragorn in the last mm-hmm. couple that are, they're just riding back and forth along the, the line yeah. of soul soldiers and they're it's a little bit like Braveheart right yeah. you reference Braveheart too yeah. you know they may take our land but they'll never take our freedom you know and he's got his sword he's like da, 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 all the way down the the, the line of soldiers yeah, yeah. and they're getting pumped and you know he, he's saying look we've got we've got the armor we've, we're mm-hmm. prepared we we may not be skilled we may not you know be the type of soldiers that you might pick mm-hmm. but but we've got the armor we're ready to go and mm-hmm. uh, and we're together and this idea of prayer really sort of encompassing all of this stuff as sort of the forgotten piece of armor or the <clears throat> forgotten weapon I think was just really key and it, mm. it it reminded me of those images where 
God, maybe even through you or through the passage in, in Paul writing, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm on the line of battle there next mm-hmm. to my brothers, and we're all we're all armored up, and we may be a little bit nervous or whatever, but mm-hmm. God's like, hey, I, I've given you what you need to, to be successful in this battle. That's right. So the trick is not just having all that, but saying, I, I recognize that I'm in a battle all mm-hmm. the time, because sometimes, maybe especially in our culture, maybe just in my life, I don't feel like I'm in that battle Amen. because it's yep. just it's too easy. It's true. I'm yep. not maybe putting myself into situations where I have to <clears throat> battle mm-hmm. or, I, or I am aware that I have to battle at least. Absolutely. We're always in a battle, which means we always need the armor. Mm-hmm. It means we always, like you said, have to start off with prayer. That's right. Yeah, and you said that it's like the forgotten armor piece or whatever, which when you look at like Christianity and church as a whole, it does seem like prayer is like the least sexy of all of the things. Absolutely. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like you get the least amount of people at like a prayer thing yep. or why, why is that? Yeah. That's a, and that, that's the point the Lord really pushed me to. Um, you know, we have a prayer thing at Sailorville, you know, and I, and I've been to it, you know, but I'll be on, I'm just going to throw myself on the bus here. I don't go very often, you know, it's in the morning, you got to sacrifice sleep, you know, but it's because I'm not, you know, I, I love, you know, I interviewed for a lot. Of, I interviewed a lot of our people to give me some, just some ideas about this. And I love what one of them told me. There's like, prayer is the definitive self death because you're right. Like you're just, it doesn't, seem sexy. It doesn't seem like it's going to have a lot of utility, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, Timothy Keller in his book, I, I tried to read through a lot of his book on prayer. Great book. I'd recommend it highly for mm-hmm. prayer. Um, but he, uh, he says that your personal prayer life, so your one-on-one prayer life between you and God is probably the best barometer yeah. of your actual spiritual maturity. And I, <laughs> woof, like that, that's convicting to me, you yeah. know, because I think in the American church, we really, and we should be doing stuff. We should be active for the kingdom. We should be evangelizing. We should be doing all these things. But I really wanted to hit home on Sunday. Like none of that stuff will bear fruit if God's not in it, you know? Um, and so we have to be people of prayer. Uh, who was it? Uh, I want to say it, it was either pastor or John or even maybe Rachel. It's told me the story. I want to say it was uh, Charles Spurgeon. You guys have heard the story before. Like, people would come to his church and say, maybe I, I could be dead wrong in this, but I think it's Spurgeon that people would come to church and they're like, how does this work so well? Like, mm-hmm. how are you, how are you so on fire for God? And I would say we can equate that to Sayville too. Like, how does this work? Like, why is God here? Why are we, why is it so effective? And maybe it's Spurgeon. I don't know who it was, but they brought him downstairs and they showed them just tons of saints praying. Mm. And he's like, that's why. You know, and I wonder, I've always been so convicted by that because I'm like, is that the fuel in my life? Is the fuel prayer or is it just my hustle? You know, Ooh. I know that uh, Pastor Pat said once he was talking with an African missionary and the African missionary said, um, I'm amazed by how far the American church has gotten without the help of the spirit <laughs> and talk yeah. about convicting. Yeah, for sure. Wow. You know, because we really can go really far with it. But prayer is, I mean, it's just self-death. I'm not doing anything with prayer. And I think it's one, it's one of the few things in today's society that's just naturally, naturally supernatural. That doesn't really make sense. But like, it's supernatural. Like you're, you're, you're waiting on God to do something, you know, that's, it's hard for me, mm. if I'm being honest. You both said sexy, so I feel like I need to yeah. also <laughs> Please. to get our podcast ratings up. Yeah, uh, yes. Use words you like that. PG thirteen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I think 
I think you're 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 onto something here, Colton. It's not <clears throat> something that is very public. It's not something mm-hmm. that is celebrated. Mm-hmm. And so our natural tendency is to say, well, it's not that important. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the New Testament says it, it is something in private. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of ways that we don't like doing things in private right now because we want to be seen by others. Yep, um, and it's weird to... It's, it's weird to talk about it in front of other people sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like fasting, mm-hmm. but we need more of it for sure. That's right. I remember Chuck DeClean saying, the amount of time you spend in prayer is your belief in prayer. Yes. Yeah. Powerful. And, and I've always remembered that. It's always convicting to me of like, because it is a dependency on the Lord, right? I'm mm-hmm. saying I can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I need to be grateful and thankful and all the blessings that are coming from from God is it's from him, right? It's not anything I've done or, and yet it's so easy to take like, oh, I did this. I, I had the hustle. Yeah. You know, look what I've accomplished. Look yep. what I've gotten done. Look what's happening at Sailorville. Mm-hmm. Like, look what we've accomplished, you know? And it's, yeah. you're right. It's, it's only by the work of God. That's right. And dependency on him and him working and moving in people's lives. So yeah. Amen. It's, it's, it's always a humbling thing. Um, you said something in there about, um, going into battle and you said something about your triggers and it'd be interesting to just quickly maybe talk about this, but you know, what are your triggers? Where will you sin and doubt and, and what are you pray? You know, what are you praying for? It would just be interesting maybe for you guys just to share quickly. What are those things? How do you, how do you pray against it? How do you pray mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. in those situations? Yeah. I, I, I think if you were to ask anybody who's a, a follower of Christ, like, most people can, if they're being honest, can probably identify like th- these are the times where I'm struggling, or these are the these are the people that I get around where I'm maybe not as willing to to talk openly about Christ, or or these are the things these are the times in my life where maybe it's it's maybe a little bit more private. You know, I'm a I'm a public school teacher. You know, mm. and I'll be honest, like with me, I can't be super open about it. You know, but I also like you're just busy, you know, and we, we all, many people have just these really busy jobs that you're just constantly going, 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 going. And I think it's really easy to lose sight of God in that, you know, and lose sight of like, okay, why am, why am I like, if, as I'm teaching, like what's ultimately my main goal? Well, it's to love the kids, you know, it's to serve the kids as Christ served, served me, you know, and, and died for me. And I think for me, like when I think of a proactive prayer, you know, you have, you know, the times when you're going to maybe lose sight of Christ. Like, mm. like you can identify those in your life. You know, I would argue like pray in the car before you go into work, like, mm. or, you know, you, there's people in your life too, that maybe there's someone like you're really bitter towards. There's someone who's like hurt you and maybe they don't even know it. You know, you know, you need to pray. First of all, you probably should confess that and repent of that. But secondly, like pray when you have those interactions, those people, you know, um, because again, it's that belief in prayer. Like, do I actually believe that if I pray about it, that's going to actually change my actions? You know, I think, I think it's important just to, it, for everyone just to take stock. Like, what are the things in my life where maybe I'm not being as obedient or maybe I'm doubting or maybe I'm, I'm straight up just sinning. Maybe I'm struggling in that moment. Like, I would really argue, like, you need to, you need to just wrap that in prayer before you get into it. You know, I think too of example of just temptation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what are some time, what are some places you go where you're going to be tempted by what you see, by what you hear, by what you could say, gossiping, slander, whatever I'd pray before that. I mean, for a teacher, teacher's lounge, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, wow. like, I have to pray before I go in the teacher's mm-hmm. lounge. And I, I'll be honest, I don't do a very good job of that sometimes. But I need to be better at that because when wow. I go into that, like, that's, you know, or just not go into it. <laughs> you know, that's an option, too. <laughs> But. Yeah, that's really good, Colton. Everybody has that place, mm-hmm. you know. Whether it's when I log on to Facebook, I know mm-hmm. I'm going to be tempted. Yeah. So first of all, why am I on there? <laughs> exactly. And secondly, if I have to, then I, I better be praying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep me from evil, right? If I'm going to the locker room, maybe I'll be tempted in there. If I'm going to the break mm-hmm. room at, at at work, maybe that's my tempt. If I'm going into Target and I have a problem disciplining myself to not yeah. spend money, you know, I need to pray before I go in there. Mm-hmm. Or sitting down at a restaurant and I have a hard time saying no to too much food or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just such a great, very, very practical principle that proactive and then maybe even reactive. I, I, um, I know I'm going to be tempted in mm-hmm. this area with this person mm-hmm. in this place in this situation, and so Lord, I'm just putting it. If I have to be there, I'm just going to put it in front of you, saying, "Please, Lord, please help me." Mm-hmm. What do you? That's really good because what do you, what do you would say? What would you say to somebody who's like, "I don't think that way at all." Yeah, like, I don't. That didn't even cross my mind when I go into those places. It's not even on my radar. Are you kidding me? Like I'm just going through life like just flying. I because it's because there's a part of like what you guys are saying. There's a part of you confessing, right? There's a part of you confessing to say, "I'm weak." I know the triggers are coming. I know the temptation is coming. So therefore, I'm giving it to you, Lord, because I can't handle yes. it. But there's the person listening to this that's like, yeah, it doesn't even, what do, I, what do they do? Yeah. Well, they're in a battle, but they don't want to admit it or they don't realize right. it. Right. So they're going, they're going to the break room and they're on the front lines of the battle mm-hmm. and they're not putting on their armor. They're not picking up their weapon. And so they're just going to get slaughtered. And then they, then they wonder, why do I keep falling into sin over Bingo. and over and over again? <laughs> well, because... It. You're getting hammered out there. Yep. You're in a battle and you're not using the armor. And like we all do this, right? Oh, we yeah, show up to places too. and we wonder, God, how come I can't beat this sin or how come I can't? Hello, you're in a battle and you just keep falling on the sword all the time mm-hmm. instead of using your armor. Mm-hmm. That's good. I want to, I feel like you guys are going to have to help me on the reference, but there's a proverb that talks about a young man and it talks about how uh, there's a seductive woman, yeah. right? And it the 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 writer of Proverbs says that he was walking along yeah. the street at night around her corner, yeah. and then it, it actually says, "What was he doing there?" Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. And so I think that's the first part. But also, like you're right, Jason. Like there's sometimes we have to go into tempting, tempting situations, right? So I would say to the person who, who maybe, because I think it goes back to the busyness. Like we just don't realize that you know, all these things that we're doing, you know, they're, they're distracting us from our, actually our mission, which is to go out and share the gospel and to live godly lives that honor the Lord, you know? And so I think when it comes down to prayer and that proactive piece, um, you know, the scriptures say first Corinthians 10, 12, like he who thinks he stands, Mm -hmm. take heed lest you fall, Mm -hmm. you know? And the idea is, you know, I, I would say that, do you really understand, like, have you, are you aware of your sin? I mean, I think it's, a, it t- I think it takes a self-awareness. I think Jason's absolutely right. Like if someone's saying, well, I don't do that. Well then again, I think it, it takes that introspective, honest look at yourself. Like we, we all go into tempting situations every day, right? I mean, every single person is tempted every single day, right? But we're called to, to die to self and, and slowly kill our sin, right? So what are those areas where that's not happening, you know? And I think if someone comes in and says, you know, I don't, I don't, I just don't really think that way. I would, I would have to ask the question is like, have you really taken a stock of your heart? Have you really taken a stock of, of where you're actually at in terms of killing your, your sin? You know, because I can tell you right now, when I go to school, 
dude, I got to watch my heart. Like, I just know that, you know, um, not saying that, that there's many other areas in my life where I haven't done that. But I think if you're just going throughout life, I think you're right. Like you're, you're not aware of the urgency of the battle. You don't realize maybe that you're even in battle. You know, urgency is such a great word there. Mm. I hadn't thought about that. There is something urgent. There's something Mm. important about what is happening in our in our lives. And that's that we're in a spiritual battle against forces that we can't see sometimes. And they have all kinds of weapons against Mm. us. We've been given the weapons that can defeat along with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we walk into these battles without putting on our armor mm-hmm. and we're getting slaughtered and we yeah. wonder why and we blame God or we blame each other or we blame the circumstances or whatever. It's just silliness, really. Yeah. I, I think I think of back we did another podcast, Jason, about uh, accountability. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think I right. said I talked about how like you're either progressing in your walk with Christ or you're regressing. Uh. And and no one stays stagnant, you know? No one stays like you don't just stay like in one area. You're either going towards the world or you're going towards Christ, you know, and, and you're right. Only through the power of the Holy spirit, do we move towards Christ? So that, that involves prayer, you know, like, and that was kind of what I was trying to get across is like, if you're not praying, like you're, you don't have Holy spirit power, you know, because it ultimately comes from God. It's a yielding, you know, it's a yielding discipline. Yeah. That's really good guys. Really good insight. Um, kind of moving along, talked about praying generally, praying specifically, and then praying, you know, unceasingly, Mm. And Jason, you even mentioned this at the beginning about the small things. You know, God God doesn't really care about the small things. We only pray about the big things. So how have you guys seen that in your own life? Gen- like generally praying, specific specific answers to prayer. I know, you know, we get challenged to, to, to pray specifically mm-hmm. instead of just generally. And then even just the small things. I think sometimes those are... I think the whole thing, though, and I think you said this at the very end, Colton, was was um, a heart submitted to the power of God, which I think the the whole thing of prayer is that, yeah, right, absolutely. on some level, right? Amen. I I don't know what to do. I'm thankful for the little things. I'm praying about the little things. God, 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 I need you. I need you. I need you. Mm-hmm. I need you. So, talk to us a little bit about how that you guys have seen that in your own life and um, those different areas. It's kind of funny. After the message, you know, people came up and they had spiritual, like spiritual questions. But a lot of people like, did you ever find your disc? <laughs> like that was their question. <laughs> I know. I thought you were going to say, Which and is- we opened our eyes and there it was standing right behind my feet. I can report that I think we did find the disc. So <laughs> yes! rest assured, everybody, oh, we did my. find it. Prayer works. Uh, well we just done. lost all of our listeners at minute, minute 26 because now they know the answer. Oh, no. Yeah, but that's why I was listening. But yeah, I think the reactive <laughs> prayer, and and because honestly, like that's why I went and I found all those passages, like First uh, Thessalonians five, uh, Philippians um, four, and all those things. Or yeah, Philippians, yeah, I think Philippians, four, four, yeah. yeah, Philippians four six through seven. Um, I really, because I'll be honest, of all the ones I think I struggle the most is this, like unceasing. How do I pray unceasingly? You know, and throughout all of scripture, it's bracketed in thankfulness. You know, and I'll be honest, I wonder if I just take stock of my own prayer life, how often do I just thank God for things? You know, how often do I just meditate on the good things in my life? You know, I think it's it's so many people's habit, my especially, to focus on all the things I need to improve on, all the things I want. You know good things even, but I wonder how often we, we can just thank God for the things we have. And I would argue a lot of people may be listening. You're like, well, I don't, my life's hard right now. There's not a lot of good things, but there are some things, you know, first of all, if you're, if you're a Christian, Mm. you're saved, you know, your eternal destiny is secure in Christ's blood. 
that's worth praising him for. But there's so many little things too. So I don't know if Jason wanted to speak to that. Yeah, that that pray without ceasing. That's always been a that's always been an interesting phrase for me. I, I heard a definition of prayer a long time ago that goes something like this: It's a um, constant realization of an intimate relationship with a holy and omnipotent God. Mm. So for the believer, prayer is a constant realization. I think that goes to your yielding yeah. uh, comment uh, of a intimate relationship. That that's a little bit of the childlike. Mm. Um, you know, crawling up on our father's lap kind of thing, uh, intimate relationship with a holy, omnipotent God. We, we have a God who is not just perfect and otherly, but also he, he can. He doesn't just want to hear us, but he also can answer our Amen. prayer requests. We're not just um, praying into the air or into, you know, the sky or whatever. That's We're right. praying to someone, and not just someone that cares, but someone that can that has the power to do something about That's right. what it is that he cares about in our lives. Um, right. He always answers prayer. And um, what he wants most of all is is our heart. And so the answer to his to our prayers will be what gives him most glory and what helps us draw most closely to him. Um, I think that's what it means to pray without ceasing. There are those intimate times of prayer where we verbalize prayer and where we get up and pray or where we, you know, write out prayers or whatever. But for me, I think it has to go back to like this, this lifestyle, this, mm. co- this constant awareness that I have an intimate relationship mm. with a holy and omnipotent God. And I'm not great at that. I, I just want to make sure as I say that you guys and everybody recognizes, I'm not saying this as an expert, but it's something that I need to constantly be reminded of. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and I, I think I think that I really appreciated what you said, Colton, that the, in the message too about like, hey, I don't have this figured out. Mm-hmm. I I'm a learner in this. I'm learning along with you, which I think everybody would say that or should, right? Because mm-hmm. it is this like it's lifelong. You never come to it at this point like I'm a master at mm-hmm. it. You know, I've figured it out. It's mm-hmm. I do it all the time. You yeah, know, right. I, yeah. Who I, says I'm I'm great at prayer? Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's always like, I can do more. I can do better. Yeah. I could be more thankful. I can be right. more grateful. Right. And um, but I, one of the other things that was convicting to me was you talked about asking for prayer from others, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, you know, where we pray for each other and 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 pray, um, yeah, pray for each other. Mm-hmm. I was I was convicted by that in the sense of. I feel like I go to get I go to people in prayer like when I'm really needy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's and that's a good point. Almost the only time. That's a really good point. <laughs> that I, I don't I don't necessarily go to like uh-huh. Jason or other guys on staff or whatever and be like, hey, I just you know be praying for me on this, you know, like, which I think is a sense of pride for yeah. on my own my own heart, just because it's like, well, I've got it, I've got yeah. it figured out, right? Yeah. So I don't know what you guys think about that, and and then how. How do we have a posture of that? Because I know there's some people that are always like, I'm praying for you, and can you pray for me, and you pray for me, which I, I'm challenged by that. But how, how, do we, how do we make a culture of that where it's, yeah, it's okay to say, you know, um, pray for me, pray for me. I need, I need you to pray for me. Not just for evangelistic opportunities, but for my heart and for my mind and for patience and for, you know, purity, whatever. I think it, mm-hmm. it really comes back to the yielding part, as you said, Abe, because I think— our so ultimately, our advocacy comes from a from a heart that's actually truly yielded, right? And I think of um, uh, the the passage that I mentioned in the in the message was Second Chronicles uh, mm-hmm. chapter twenty, mm-hmm. 
right? And that was like, I mean, this is what he says. This is just King Jehoshaphat. We are powerless mm. before this great multitude that's coming against us, nor do we know what to do. So I think any time, it goes back to the whole heart thing of like, I have it figured out. If you think you have it figured out, then you don't, <laughs> you, know? mm-hmm. you just don't, yeah. you know, like, because the idea is like, we, you don't have a, maybe a full appreciation of how depraved you actually are or how, or how, how, how gracious God actually is. You know, I think, again, we have to understand, it's just a good understanding of God's grace to us. Like everything, like everything in our life is through the grace of God, you know? So, you know, the fact that I can even read the Bible, the fact that I can even pray, the fact that I have a roof over my head, the fact that I can breathe air, the fact that I, you know, all these different things. I think you said something once when we were speaking at, when you were speaking at youth group, Abe, you talked about how, it shows a lot of maturity for someone to reach out to their accountability partner or somebody for prayer before they fall into sin. Right. And what you have in that moment is that you really understand how, how wicked sin mm-hmm. actually is. You understand how wicked you are. Right. Whereas most people, they reach out when they've fallen into sin already. Right. But it shows a lot of maturity to actually reach out proactively for prayer, knowing that, you know, you're, you're going to get to you you're going to keep on, you're going to have to fight in that moment. So that's the, that's the moment we fight. If you reach out after the fact of sin, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you reach out in proactive as you're fighting the temptation, like then you're actually, your brothers can come alongside you and help you fight. That's what I would say. <clears throat> yeah, that's really good. I, Abe, you talk about building a culture of, of prayer. Um, you know, culture is what's normal in a group of people, in an environment, in a context. So what's normal in your family? What's normal in your circle of friends? What's normal in your community group? What's the culture of our church? Here's, here's, a, here's an interesting thing that has, it bugs me when I do it myself. When we're on a, a text thread or when you're talking to your community group or your wife or your, you know, your, your friends or we've got a staff text thread and somebody will say, you know, hey, I've got this thing going on, yeah. and you'll get like three or four people saying, pray praying, I pray for you. and I'm like, and I've done that and not prayed. Yep. I've, yep. I've actually said, yep. praying, exclamation point, <laughs> you know, too. emoji or whatever, and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> yep. I, I'm not praying. That's just a Christian way of saying, yeah. okay, thanks. Hey, I'll give, be thinking hey, about get you. Get better, buddy. You know? So our culture is yeah, to say good. we're praying. Right. It's normal to say, especially in church context, right? Yeah. It's normal to say, I'll be praying for you, or please be praying for me here, or I'm praying for you. I prayed... But is it actually normal to pray? Is it our culture yeah. to actually pray? And how do you build a culture? Well, somebody has to start it. That's right. And then somebody else catches on. And then you got three people. And then you got four. And now all of a sudden it's normal that people are actually praying about everything. Hey, I'm going into a meeting. Will you pray for me? Yep, we pray. Well, that's not weird. We pray about that stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think yep. you may re- you reminded me of something, Jason. Like I was, this is years ago. It was probably a decade ago. But I had a buddy that reached out to me who was struggling with sexual temptation called me he said i need prayers and i said exactly what you said oh yeah i'll I'll be praying for you and my buddy who was a big christian mentor in my life he put his hand on me he's like pray for him right now you know um because i think it goes back to what i said earlier like you're they're in the battle there so i think first of all to build the culture we have to be transparent we have to be honest you know we have to bring our sin into the light before people that love us and we have to be willing to lose face and say, okay, I haven't sinned yet. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not there yet, but I'm struggling. I'm, 
I'm, I'm struggling with wicked thoughts, you know? So that has to be the first part. But then the second part has to be the brother has to like actually pray for them in that moment. You know, yeah. I know someone's really challenged me in the past. Uh, you know, whenever you say you're going to pray for them, just do it, you yeah. know, do it right, right, right there. Right there. And yeah. imagine what a beautiful thing it would be. I mean, think about how many people say that after a service. You know, we all get around, we do the how to do time and we say, oh, like, you know, hey, I know that's what Pastor calls it, so whatever. But but you get out and you you talk, you talk to each other and, and, and everybody's like sharing their burdens and their joys. And they say, hey, I'll pray for you or I'll praise the Lord for you. What if it wasn't awkward to actually stop and exactly. pray for somebody right yeah. there? What right? if you looked out and, and yeah. you saw an auditorium where yeah. saints were praying for each other? Doesn't that reiterate what what i again was it spurgeon i have no idea but wasn't that what's <laughs> happening in his church yeah. and it don't we want that to happen in our church and to know? go with the battle analogy which is which is the passage yep. right if you say i'm praying for somebody it's like you're saying i'm going to be right there next <laughs> to you right. battling along with you we're, we're attacking this enemy together we're Amen. defending against this enemy together and when you say i'm praying for you and then you don't mm-hmm. it's like you're turning around <laughs> dropping your armor and walking away and the guy's away, like, yeah. dude where are you i needed you you know <laughs> yeah yeah, it should be normal to pray for each other. That that's great because I was thinking the exact same thing you guys were saying, and I've heard all of that. Like pray mm-hmm. right then. Like my dad has been big about that. Mm-hmm. You know, he stops right then and prays, and and even the text message thing. I I have to like pray, and, and then, then I have to send. Yes. I have to send it right. That's like good, no, I'm gonna pray good. first, that's and good, then I'm gonna yeah. send it. Like that's praying really for good. you, you know, or whatever. So hey, let's let's wrap this up. Sure. There's somebody out there listening right now that's just struggling, in their prayer is just non-existent it's floundering it's hit and miss it's very shallow which you had talked about mm-hmm. colton you know the more you spend time in the word and you're memorizing scripture and you're in you're having communion with god you know your prayers just i think expand and they get deeper and deeper but give a final word of encouragement where do they start what do we what do they do like they, they i want to be a prayer i just don't know what to do um, I, I kind of talked about this a little bit in the message. It's one of my favorite passages, Romans 8. I don't know the exact verse, but basically it says, uh, even when we don't know how to pray, yeah. the Spirit intercedes on our behalf with utterances, you know, that like groaning and utterances, you know. And so I, I said this in the message, and I would say it to them again, like, if you don't know how to pray, and I've done this prayer. I did this prayer when I was preparing for the message <laughs> because I don't know how to pray either, you know. I said, Lord, help me pray. You know, and God literally says in his word, Romans eight, like he will, you know, and I, I said that message and I think that, you know, you can just say that and say, okay, but like, take that home. That's a promise from God. Like take that home. Like even when you don't know how to pray, not only, so I think what he's, what Paul's really writing in Romans eight is like, the spirit is praying for you, even when you, when you don't know it. You know what I mean, but the idea is like pray about prayer. I think the one thing I would leave two with is I just finished the story about Uzzah, the mm-hmm. guy who, you know, <laughs> if you're familiar with the story, it's in second Samuel, but he's trying to, the ark's being led into Jerusalem and he puts his hand on it mm-hmm. and he dies. God kills him mm-hmm. because God's holy. Right. But I mentioned this in the message. <clears throat> it's Hebrews. Um, four sixteen says we can draw with confidence to the throne of grace. So what once was untouchable, right through the blood of Jesus is completely free game. Like Jesus has allowed you to have, you talked about the dialogue and the intimacy, like in Christ, you have utter intimacy with God, you know? So pray about the big things, the small things, pray about everything, pray about prayer. You can pray about that. I would just say, do do what Jesus did right in in the garden. He's praying. He's on his way to the cross and Mm. 
he's he's sweating, bleeding. He says, "Lord, not my will be done, but but yours." If you're not in that habit of praying, or if you're struggling in the discipline of prayer, maybe just start off by saying, "Lord, not my will today, but yours," and then be ready for God to take over. Yeah, just a simple prayer of surrender, yielding. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah. Colton. Thanks, Thank Jason. You. It's good, good stuff. Good challenge to my heart, and uh, hopefully, we can be prayers and Amen. have a culture of praying. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys.